Welcome back to the Tough Questions for God Sunday morning broadcast. Today I'm going to start a new series, as you can see here on the screen, titled Comfortably Uncertain. And really the idea behind it is that, you know, we, we're uncertain of what truth is anymore. Things have changed so much in the world and in human life, and in, especially here in the United States. You know, we used to really yearn for truth and what the truth of God was all about, but anymore, not so much. Let me show you a couple of uh, pictures here. Uh, these pictures are are models and images that people have painted and created of Jesus standing before Pilate. I want to kind of explain the situation a little bit to you. The Jews here were furious with Jesus, and they wanted him dead. And Jesus had exposed their hypocrisy and the heresy that they were teaching to people. You see, the Jews simply wanted the status quo. You know, they wanted the way things were. They, that, that's what they wanted. Let's keep things the way that they are. You know, we're in power. We're the ones that are discerning, you know, what God's word is and how it should be treated and on and on and on. Well, Pilate sees Jesus simply as another source of trouble for him, really. You know, he was already in poor standings with Rome. Uh, Pilate was. Uh, but at this point, the Jews hated Jesus to the point of premeditating his murder. Well, the Jews performed this mock trial, as we all know. They found him guilty, uh, but they could not institute the death penalty themselves. So on to Pilate they went. And as Pilate interrogated Jesus, he really didn't care that much about Jesus, I don't think. What he was concerned about was whether or not Jesus was going to create problems for him, whether or not this was going to create upheaval, and it would get back to Caesar in Rome. Um, and even after interviewing and, and talking with Jesus, Pilate ended up saying, I don't really see a reason to condemn this man to death. If you look at the book of John in chapter 18, this is what it says. It says, You are a king then, said Pilate. And Jesus answered, You say that I'm a king. In fact, the reason I was born and came into the world is to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. And Pilate, <laughs> these words go down in history. What is truth? retorted Pilate. You know, it's a... The ultimate question, what is truth in the world? What is truth in our life? You know, Jesus makes this tremendous statement here, this important statement uh, uh, regarding his purpose in history. I came into the world to testify to the truth. You see, he came into the world to share the truth of God uh, without any explanation, with to make sure that people understood the nature and character of God and what the truth of God was all about. You know, so Pilate asked this question about truth and what is truth, and it's without a doubt the most important question that any of us could ever ask. You know, truth as it's defined is something that defines reality 
as it is. And then there's this thing that we see in the world today, which is called relativism. And relativism is the doctrine that knowledge, truth, and morality exist in relation to culture, society, or historical context and are not absolute. Whoa. You know, talk about a, a change in the direction, you know, compared to the reasoning behind why our, our forefathers first came to this country for religious reasons, religious, you know, persecution, and, and you know, they wanted to break away from the Church of England. And they broke away from the Church of England because they wanted to be able to worship God in truth. We live in a world where absolute truth is now obsolete. You see, your truth is no longer my truth. And you're encouraged to live by your truth as long as it doesn't interfere with my truth. It doesn't affect my rights, doesn't affect my privileges or actions. It's not harmful in any way, supposedly. And really because of this relativism, we no longer really need God. We no longer formulate what's right and wrong in the world or even in our religion uh, based on the truth that God has shared with us in Scripture and through the prophets and through his son Jesus. Let me show you a couple of examples here of how things have, cha have changed so much, especially when it comes to truth. You know, in, in uh, Switzerland right now, it's legal to use these death pods. And it is a way that you can determine whether or not your own life is worth living anymore and whether or not you want to live or you don't want to live. And, uh, you know, and if you, just, if you choose to check out, then you can do it painlessly, supposedly, in these uh, death pods. Uh, today, uh, we see the world has evolved to the point to where we can actually grow embryos in synthetic wombs. And, you know, they've done that with sheep. And now they're starting to experiment that with with people and human beings and, you know, artificial wombs and those things. And again, the idea is maybe a good one to eliminate disease and eliminate, you know, some of the physical struggles of people, but also in to go along with that is, you know, hey, well, maybe we can now start choosing eye color and hair color and, you know, genetic makeup and all of these things. See, the, the truth that God is in control and the truth that God is good and the truth that all that God has created is good no longer abides in, in our culture anymore. You know, what we've always understood about absolute truth and God being the only one to be able to determine truth it is completely collapsed in our society today. Jesus, of course, was all about truth. He delivered the truth to the world. That's why he came. That's one of the reasons he was born, he said. Uh, he also said there was a need for repentance and restoration in our relationship to God. That was part of his message of truth to the world. Well, not in the relativism that we see today. You know, not in this phony relationship that many people are promoting today based on emotions and feelings and, and personal interpretations. I'm sorry, but God does not care about what our opinions are. God does not care really about whether or not we feel, you know, like we're being oppressed or not. God's mission here in this life is to bring each one of us to the point of truth, understanding that we need him 
that he is God Almighty and he is in control of all things and that we need to live according to the law, according to the provincial wisdom that God gives to each one of us through his word, his scripture, his prophets, and so forth and so on. I want to kind of encourage you to go take a look at the book of Jude. It's one that's urging Christians to exercise caution, discernment, and courage. And this is what it tells us in one of the one of the verses that says, For certain people have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were destined for this condemnation, ungodly people, who pervert the grace of our Lord God into sensuality and deny our Master, our only Master, the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, the real truth is that the only thing that can liberate people from the bondage of sin in our life and give them eternal life is this very simple truth of God, that he is necessary for salvation. That, you know, it tells us everyone that calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And it's not just calling out Jesus's name. It's believing in him. It's trusting in him. It's understanding that he came here to tell us the good news, to tell us the truth, and to let his truth be our truth, even though maybe the world around us or the culture or our own personal interpretations might be different. Jesus came here to disseminate for us what the truth of God is all about, and that is that there is no salvation unto anybody other than through the Son, Jesus Christ, and his sacrifice before the before God the Father. You know, back in uh, the days of World War II, there was a group of martyrs that uh, were named the 108 Martyrs of World War II. And they were killed in, during the war by the Nazis. Uh, it was composed of three bishops. There were 52 priests, 29 or 26 members of a male religious uh, order, three seminarians, eight religious sisters, and nine lay people. And when these eight or 108 people were faced with extermination by the Nazis, they relied on the truth that Jesus gave to us in the world through his ministry and through scripture. One of these members was a woman by the name of Mariana, and she was born in 1888. And when the German soldiers uh, came to exterminate these religious people, uh, Mariana's son and wife were chosen and selected to be shot. Well, she begged that they would take her rather than her daughter-in-law, who was pregnant at the time. And they agreed, and they took Mariana instead. She asked for her rosary, and then she was killed on July 13, 1943. But you see, the story is really one that's about how Mariana and the other 108 people held on to the truth of God, the truth of Christ, all the way to the bitter end. You know, they didn't recant. They didn't change their views on anything. And, you know, today we're faced with the same kinds of things, opposition and and it would just be easier if we just went along with what the, you know, the culture tells us truth is anymore. And to hold on to the truth of Scripture anymore is just not seen as being viable. But that's what these 108 people did. 
That's what you and I need to continue to do in the world today. And that is to hold on to the truth that Jesus has given to us. Because in that truth is freedom, salvation, forgiveness. You know, it does away with things like heresy and relativism. Those two things in themselves are really going to be the death of many people. And when I say that, I, I don't say that lightly. I say that as people that are going to be going to an eternity away from God. And much of it will be because they accepted what the culture says today. They accepted relativism in their life and relativism when it came to ultimate uh, truth. And they accepted what the world wanted them to accept rather than the things that Jesus commanded us to hold on to until the end of time. So friends, I want you to consider that today. I want you to consider what the truth is in your life. What is it that you hold on to that you see as this absolute truth? You know, is God the truth? Is Jesus sharing with us the truth? Is God's redemptive plan the only way to salvation? You know, does God only, you know, all the things that have been taught, you know, is there inerrancy in there? Is God wrong in some way? Or is he really sharing with us this, this unbelievable, eternal truth? That's what I want you to think about today. So, friends, thank you for joining me this morning. Uh, I want to encourage you to check out the toughquestionsforgod.org website and also check out our new podcast. And if you go to hashtag the journey never alone, that's where you'll find it. So thanks and God bless. We're all on a journey through this life, and that journey can be quite difficult. It can be extremely hard when we have more questions than answers especially when it comes to our faith in God. Even though we're on a journey of life, we don't have to do it alone. Join us for the podcast, The Journey, posted fresh on all popular podcast platforms every Sunday morning. Or you can go to the toughquestionsforgod.org website. Thanks, and we'll see you then.